0: whoa 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 welcome everybody to let's talk about cars y'all and i'm i am gonna change that by the way i'm gonna change that welcome everybody to the channel i hope you're having a wonderful day my name is alejandro salomon and as always people welcome to your channel this is salamundran is that is that what this is called i guess it is let's talk about cars y'all and i need to change that i am i'm actually number one let me start by saying this i was looking up for all i was looking up all the credentials for all of the shows all of the shit that we have and at some point i thought i lost the let's talk about cars yo access uh to all the simple cast stuff i don't have access to the youtube channel on the um, on the podcast which i don't care it's a small channel with like 60 or seventy thousand people on it um but I cared about the podcast because he was huge back then. And I want to make sure that I still, you know, if I have a chance to dropping all my shit in there, why not? And I believe Sergio found it. I believe Sergio found it, guys. This is really exciting. So this week, this week I want to talk to you about cars. Let's talk about cars at the end. But let's talk about Formula One real quick. Let's get that out of the way because this week we have the Miami GP. And this is the second Miami GP of all time. And a lot of people are split. Some people are really happy. Some people really hated it. I'm one of those people that was like, this kind of sucked. I was, however, very, very, very much on the edge of my seat because of what's going on with Verstappen and Checo. But we had a Red Bull dominant weekend. We had no surprises whatsoever. We had the same podium that we always get, like especially this year. A 1-2 Red Bull. And then third place was Fernando Alonso with Aston Martin, which we're going to talk about in a second. Mercedes got fourth and I believe seventh, which was good. Ferrari was right behind them. A little disappointing for the Italian team. And then after that, it's a little bit of of an assortment of all the other teams. So this week in Miami, why are people disappointed? Very simple, guys. There was no crashes. There was no red flags. no yellow Not even a fucking yellow flag. They had nothing. Nothing. They were just like, here you go, sir. This is your race. We're going to start it. We're going to end it. And that's that. It was a little bit boring in that regard. But there was a lot of things that if you were paying attention, honestly, uh, some stuff really jumped out of the page, if you will. And number one, the fact that there was no crashes or anything like that in a complete race, I believe this is only like the 14th or 30th time ever that they've had a race that is so clean, where people barely left the track. Like, it was crazy how well everybody ran it, and especially considering that it's only the second time our drivers have seen it and actually driven it on a Formula One car. So that was That was interesting. The thing looked incredible, though. The fucking... Dude, the United States knows how to throw a fucking party, although the driver intros were cheesy as fucking fuck. It's just so weird. I see all these European people walking in and, and, you know, into an American football stadium, and then everybody yelling and doing the intros like, Yuki Tsunoda! And my guy didn't know what to do. They're so embarrassed. It was fun. It was fun to see them so out of their own element. And even though we've had the Austin race for so long, we play more on the cowboy theme and the, you know, this is Texas and all that stuff. So it's really cool to see the other one. And a lot of people said that he was super cringy, which I can understand. But also on the other side, on the other side, uh, you're waiting for fucking uh, Vegas, guys. Can you imagine what a shit show Vegas is going to be like? That's going to be insane. Uh I, can't, I cannot wait. The shows in the United States, and I think Formula One coming to the U.S. and doing more shows is perfect. It's exactly what we needed. Because especially now, people are really digging Formula One. They're really looking up all the stuff about it. They really want to learn. And uh, there's nothing better than that. Nothing. Because Formula One was such a – we don't want to touch it here in the U.S. like not that long ago. So I'm happy with that. Now – Let's talk about this because Red Bull is so dominant that Mercedes is even complaining and starting to do the the little tricks that everyone does. Remember back in the day, I want to say it was 2019, 2020, Mercedes came out with a concept of the W11 or W12 that had a thing called DAS. And it was like the drivers were able to pull the steering wheel. The wheels on the front would go like this and they would heat up faster and they had like this whole thing. I remember when they pulled that out of the practice sessions, the first practice sessions, or I believe it was testing. Everybody was like, whoa, 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 what the fuck was that? And it was just like every time you saw Lewis Hamilton or Valtteri Bottas like pulling their steering wheel towards them. I don't know why, but it was like such a big dick move. I loved it. And ever since Red Bull immediately and everybody else protested, and right now we're seeing kind of like the same thing. Everybody's protesting like, hey, Red Bull is a little too fast. Like what's going on? We don't know how they're doing it. We believe that they haven't even used their, their full power. That's something that George Russell keeps saying, that Mercedes that Red Bull is really not using all of their motor maps and all of their power. So we haven't really seen the Red Bull go, but I, I, I believe that. So what do we see in this dominant performance by Red Bull? That, first of all, The only real race in this championship, the only real championship fight that we're going to have this year, unless something drastic changes, and I don't think that's going to be the case. We'll talk about it in a second. It's going to be that battle between uh, Checo and Max. Max Verstappen is Michael Jordan. I get it. Great. Like, to a lot of people, he's not the greatest of all time yet, but I do think he's got the potential to be that. I think the level that Max has shown in the past three seasons, it's something that, it's something that I want to say very few drivers have the ability to do. I'm not going to say no one in the history of anything because I'm not a hyster- uh, historian in Formula One. But so far, Max has been so impressive and so solid. We had that new Max Verstappen come out. That's, I called it Max 2.0 because he literally was such a shit show. He would like get confused. He would get mad. He would crash his car. They call him Crash Verstappen at some point or Crash Verstappen. And after that championship fight with Lewis where he won, I got to say that because I got I to gotta, I gotta put this up, I'm sorry. When he won the first time, the first title, the next year, last year, Max came out like a brand new person. It was like something clicked in his head that made sense. And that's the Max that we've seen so far, the Max 2.0. But that, that Max Verstappen has never had any real competition whatsoever. Even when they had Daniel Ricciardo against Max Verstappen, there was no doubt that Max was way, way above and beyond uh, Ricciardo. And we knew that Max was going to win the championship. I think right now, and I I don't want to jump the gun, and I'm not saying that Checo can win and beat Max Verstappen, but there are some tracks that Checo is better at, and there are some tracks that Max is better at. Max is way better in Miami. Way, way better in Miami than Chico. But Chico was way more solid and way better in Baku than Max Verstappen. He was so dominant, there was no question about it. On free air and everything competing against each other, Chico won that race. So right now, what we've seen is four out of five won twos by Red Bull. And out of those four, uh uh out of all of those victories from Red Bull, because Red Bull won them all, Max has three wins and Chico has two of them. And it's getting interesting right now. And a lot of people are going to hate me for saying this, but I do believe Checo can pull a Rosberg this year. This can be the Rosberg year for Checo. And what an irony, because we had Nico on the channel back in the day. And I I didn't fully watch F1 and I wasn't really in the know. I wish I would have had a, a, that show now, because it would be a completely different thing. And it, it still was fun. And I still uh, saw Nico in, um, uh, where the fuck, in Monaco. And that was fun. Uh, it's always good to see Nico, and he speaks Spanish. Well, a lot of people don't know this. He speaks German, but he also speaks fluent Spanish. He's really, he's really smart. And uh, Nico had that year where he beat Lewis. And I'm not. I don't want to compare Checo to Nico, but I want to say this: there is a chance, and this is something that you're seeing with Verstappen, because after winning this this race in Miami, Max pointed at that number one. He pointed at that fucking number one, and he's like. He cared, and you see the emotion coming out of him, and it it's odd. It's odd. The only emotion you see from Max is pretty much pissed off all the time. But for real, this, this one of these that he just had really put it into perspective, really put it in context that he knows I am better than Checo. But if I fuck up, if luck goes the other way around, Checo might win this. And that's not a bad thing. Max Verstappen is one of the most legendary drivers. And I think he'll go down as, I personally think top three in the whole history of Formula One, when everything is done and said and done. I'm not saying right now. So for Checo, this would be huge. Kind of like for Rosberg, it was to beat Hamilton. You know, the YouTuber that beat Hamilton on the same machinery. (laughs) I do think, I do think that Checo has this year a real shot at it. And they're only about 15 points apart. I'm not entirely sure. I'm not, I, I don't have the numbers right here. But they're not that far away in the championship. These one, two, one, two. It's just a matter of like a, a few bad luck incidents with Max Verstappen. Checo really, Checo has to be perfect. Checo can't fuck up. He can't get stuck anywhere. He needs to win whenever Max is not at the front and he needs to be dominant. That's what's needed. But I think the real fight right now we're seeing for the championship is real. And so far, so good. And I'm excited for it. And I want to see more. But then we we gotta jump back into is there a real championship fight for any other team? And the answer I want to say is no. It doesn't matter if you're Aston Martin with Fernando Alonso. I want to really point something out to everyone. As much as Aston Martin has made a great car, and this year they really have a uh, they really made progress compared to other years, aside from the the time that Toto Wolf gave gave them the the pig mercedes the w11 replica and they had it the year after they haven't that team hasn't shown up the way that it's been showing up right now and i want to say this who the fuck is not enjoying fernando alonso right now who doesn't have a soul raise your hand and he's not enjoying Fernando Alonso's performance right now. Because my guy is even smelling the flowers. You saw that interview. They were interviewing, I think it's Verstappen. And behind him, you just see Alonso. He gets to some white flowers and he just smells them. And he goes, oh, it smelled good and walks away. And then in the middle of the race, when he's racing on, I can't believe, I think he was on turn one. And he's looking at the monitor through the slow turns. And he sees his teammate, Lance Stroll. And he goes on the radio and he goes, oh, what a nice pass from Lance uh what position is he in tell him that that was great like are you kidding me you're driving a formula one and taking the fucking time to see that but the real reason why this was able to happen was because Fernando said that he had a very lonely race on third place and I agree I think the Ferraris are not up there I think the Mercedes was not up there and we're gonna get to the Mercedes right now after we get to uh Fernando Alonso and what he's doing but I think Aston Martin's doing great but I do think they're stuck they're not going to be able to improve this car much more. That—that That is just my personal, humble opinion. I could be wrong. This is me speculating 100%. 100%. I just don't see it. Because I see and I look at Lauren Stroll. And I'm going to tell you the same thing that I always say. And I see him as the Dallas Cowboys, as Jerry Jones. He's getting in his own fucking way. You guys saw that first championship that Max Verstappen won. He was able to do so with Checo. And only because I here I'm going to say something that not a lot of people are going to like, but Max Verstappen wouldn't have that championship if Checo wasn't there fighting with Lewis Hamilton to be passed in those final rounds in Abu Dhabi. He would have never won that race because Checo really held up Hamilton for like five laps or four laps. And that was enough to be able to build that uh, comfort area whereas Hamilton didn't get to him so fast and really open up like a big gap in between the two of them. So Checo was a really big part of that. Why am I saying this? Because you're looking at the team. They really have a great car. Really do. They have a great driver in Fernando Alonso. But then you see Lance still there in 11th place and struggling in the back. And yes, every now and then he has a great race and he finishes up there with Alonso. But that's a hard one. And if you want to win championships, you need to be, you need to be able to say that you're putting everything on the line. And if you're not putting everything on the line, you're not going to win unless you have a car that's so much better than everyone else's. Kind of like what Red Bull is doing right now and did and did last year with Max Verstappen. I just don't think that's the deal right now for Aston Martin. I don't think that'll ever be because clearly, clearly, Lauren Stroll is not thinking that his son he's going to be a world champion and that he's learning from Fernando Alonso to be a world champion. And that mentality of getting in my own way is never going to go away. It's never going to go away. I really don't think so. It's going to fucking suck balls. And and I think that's why I look at this and it's, it's just a joke. To me, that's just a joke. I want to see Fernando Alonso win. I want to see him take his win number 33. I want to see that, no question about it. I want to see him getting more podiums not at Mercedes expense, but so far right now where he is, I want to see him getting more podiums, but I just don't think there's not a single cell in my body. That's telling me like, dude, those Aston Martins, watch out. They're really mean business. And then why not? Because you have Mercedes. Mercedes is a team that has a fucking shit car. That W14 is a piece of shit. Along with the W13, the W13 was insanely uh, a, a big failure and then w14 is kind of like the same thing as w13 which is the older car to the new car and the new car is just not that great either the first phrase was miserable as a if you're a mercedes fan mercedes is fucking done done like if you're looking at that and and, and you hear total wolf say oh i need to fucking park this car outside of my office so i can be reminded of how shitty it is and then you go and do the same concept one more time what are you expecting sir What are you expecting was going to happen? And talking about Imola's coming up, the Italian Grand Prix, not this weekend, next weekend. We'll be talking about that, of course, when it comes. But, dude, Mercedes is supposed to be getting a a massive upgrade. And they're talking about brand-new suspension, specifically on the front. I don't know why they keep pointing to the front suspension when I do feel like the rear suspension has more to do with it. But, again, I'm not an engineer. I don't know shit. He just Feels weird because the Red Bull secret is that suspension, that rear suspension that's able to push the car down and come out of the exit so, so fucking hard. Whereas the Mercedes just, it doesn't have enough downforce. And at the same time that it doesn't have enough downforce, it doesn't cut through the air like really efficiently either. So it's got like all these problems, but at the same time, they've taken that development to the point where they're up there in front of Ferrari and Ferrari had an incredible car last year. But right now we're waiting for the big upgrade. And is Mercedes really going to do... I'm getting to the fucking point where I'm nervous, guys. I'm nervous. Is Mercedes going to really pull this off, or are they just fucking shooting the shit and not really... uh, What if they fail? What if they bring all of these new parts, like they bring the side putts, which they're saying they're not going to just look like the Red Bull ones, which I hope they do look like the Red Bull ones. I don't care about looks. I don't care what anyone says. I just want to see Mercedes fight at the front again. And... They're bringing this new kit, new wing, new floor, new everything on the car. Well, not everything, but like key components. And Toto Wolff went from like being super cocky to, well, we got to see if that really works against the Red Bull. But at the same time, remember when Mercedes used to sandbag all the time? Is this one of those cases where we really going to see? Uh, are are we really going to see a Mercedes just destroy everyone once the Emola uh, upgrade comes in and then they start adding to that and reworking the car? The reason why they're saying that this is so important, it's mostly not because the car is going to change so much, but because they're going to understand the car way better and they're going to be able to understand what they're doing to the car as they go forward. Because right now what happens with the car is every time they figure something out, something else causes a problem and and i don't see any other teams on the on the grid having this problem even ferrari that's coming from behind and like getting a little better they have like a solid structure of development like a solid pace of development and mercedes is just not it's just not there mercedes has like a one weekend great next weekend wrong like ferrari's constant like down and then it's kind of like up and they're trying so is mercedes really going to break this now i want to talk about Lewis Hamilton specifically right now because his uh, contract is expired and now he's got to sign a new contract going into the new year and we know I'm not saying that Lewis Hamilton's going to quit or anything but I do want to put out a warning to Mercedes I know you we have uh George Russell George is an incredible driver by the way if you haven't seen uh George giving someone a hot lap in the car and talking while he's driving I don't think I've ever seen someone that's able to talk so well where they're driving like such fucking maniacs. You should watch that. It's actually quite impressive. It's pretty fun. Um, that that was incredible. I've never seen anything like that. George, full control of the car, full control of everything that was going on and just so eloquent and so well-spoken while everything is like 800 million miles an hour. We're lucky to have George in the garage. He's very smart. But there's a big chance in my world where if the upgrades that are coming to the Mercedes, to the W14, don't start really seeing a big gap in improvement. I don't see why Lewis would stay in formula one. Lewis has the seven championships. He's got all of the fucking money in the world. He's got the fame. He's got the social media clout, He's got everything he needs to do whatever he wants. He's an investor in the Denver Broncos. If you guys know that like Lewis is set for life. And, in my opinion, Lewis was going to retire when he lost that championship to Verstappen. Lost. I think he was just going to call it a day, and then he had to come back, and then the car was garbage, and he probably gave Toto another year and said, "Let's see how this goes." And I know that they're talking all like this wonderful stuff, and Lewis would never leave. And you know, if, Lu- if, if and Toto says, "You know, if we don't do anything in one two years, then Lewis might start looking elsewhere," I don't think that's the case. I don't think that's the case. I think it's only the fact that there's no other good car other than Red Bull right now that's keeping Lewis in there. And the fact that if they don't get this car right right now, and this car doesn't start really showing improvements, Lewis Hamilton might walk the fuck away from the sport instead of trying to find the seat in Red Bull, because they're never going to get him a seat in Red Bull. And a lot of people are going to say, well, what about Ferrari? Why would Lewis Hamilton want to go and struggle with Ferrari? I know that it's most people's dreams, but it's it's not a realistic option in, 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 this, in this environment. I don't think Lewis Hamilton wants to do what Schumacher did. I think they can be compared to each other in different ways, even though Schumacher did drive for Mercedes. Uh, so I, I would be worried about that. And also, I want to bring this up. There's not a lot of good drivers right now in Formula One. And I know a lot of people are going to be like, what? There's really... Uh, there's really not that much talent right now in Formula 1. Think about it. There are two drivers that, in my opinion, should not be there. Nick DeVries, which, again, I Nick, great, fun guy, great personality, champion in F2, uh, Formula E champion, awesome. But Formula 1 is just, every now and then when you get a brand new driver in Formula 1, you see, like, sparks, like, flashes, Yuki Tsunoda, for example, from Alpha Tauri, has those sparks and flashes. And right now, I think he's doing a hell of a job this season. I actually think the first two seasons were meh, and and he had, like, those flashes and dashes of brilliancy. And right now, he's putting it together with that piece of shit card that he's got. But DeVries is so bad. Like, I haven't seen one thing, one single fucking thing ever since that Williams performance where I'm like, oh, wow, DeVries should be here. Like, not one. And the other one is Logan Sargent. Which Logan Sargent at this point showed me, like, dude, you have something going on, right? Like, all right, there's something here. And then he's just been declining, 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 declining. And Alex's album can't be that great. Yeah, he was in Red Bull and whatnot, but he can't be that great. We've seen, like, what he's done in the past. And he's driving the fuck out of that Williams, why can Logan Sargent do it? Although in Sargent's case, it's a different type of thing. I'm willing to give him more time. But I do think there's more people. There's a lot more people right now that, that don't realize that there's like a drought of talent in Formula One. We had the Hulkenberg come back, right? Like Nico, he's an older dude. He's, he's younger than me. Fuck. But you know what I mean? They made him come back. There's not a lot of drivers. So now I want to talk about Ferrari and Charles Leclerc. Let's start with Ferrari and their performances because Ferrari started really, really weak. And Ferrari has this one great car and this one great thing that does a great qualifying lap really fast. They, and especially at the hands of Charles Leclerc, that car can be a one lap monster. But once you take it on Sundays, it fucking falls apart. The tires just burn out. It, uh, the car just, it's unpredictable. When you do, and the problem is the consistency of how unpredictable it is. And this is why we're seeing this. Because you see the car do something one day, and then the next day you want to do the same thing, and the car's going to react completely different. And that's something that Ferrari is encountering right now. We had Matteo Benotto leave the team last year, right? I was one of those people that said, when are they going to fucking get rid of this guy to get someone serious in there? But I also put out a warning saying, Benotto, Benotto might not be the actual problem in Ferrari. The problem in Ferrari is the actual structure of Ferrari, because Ferrari has nurtured this. We're Italian, Italian pride. Like we only hire Italian people and Italian, 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 Italian. That they literally hired people from a pool this big instead of the entire world. And it's showing. And the other problem that they have is they're not willing to deal with their problems like everyone else does. And that's a big problem when you're racing. And that's a big problem when you're doing anything. Because if you're not willing to admit your problems, bad things are going to happen. They had an incredible car that they started with last year. Charles Leclerc was on his way to win the championship at the beginning of last year. And everybody was like, oh, man, Max is done. And then that turned around real quick. And last year, after Monaco and France, Charles had a meltdown. And you can tell, like, if you go back and look at Charles Leclerc beginning of the last season, look up his interviews. He talks in a different way than he talks right now. After the race in France, his voice changed. His look changed. His eyes changed. As much as people like to think that Charles Leclerc is a Ferrari property and he's never going to go anywhere and whatnot, Charles Leclerc wants to win. Charles Leclerc has always competed against Max Verstappen all of his life. And now he can't. And he's got that dream of being the, and I think this is the problem with Charles. I think Charles once, you know when you like a girl so much and you get nervous and do all these fucked up things that they just happen to you when you're like Hitch. You know the movie Hitch? When he's like, he's super suave and whatnot, but he really likes this one girl and he does all of the fucking shit that he shouldn't do. I do believe that Charles right now Because he wants to make it work with everything he's got. And I think that's why he crashed in quality. I think that's why we're seeing these mistakes from Charles over and over again now. And again, no driver just starts with everything is great. Everything is awesome. I'm perfect. Look at um, um, what's it called? Uh, What's it called? Look at the evolution of Max Verstappen. He was crashed Verstappen at some point. Crashed Verstappen. And now he's crashed Leclerc. And that comes from the same family, but not exactly. Because at least Verstappen saw an, uh not all the time, but he saw progress as he went down the road. And he was very young and whatnot. And he started in Red Bull. Remember, when you're a kid, really, maybe at their age, they were not dreaming so much about being a Red Bull driver. They were dreaming about being a Ferrari driver. So Max gets to Red Bull the dream is a reality. They even changed the rules in F1 because Max was uh, promoted to Formula One when he was, I believe, 17. So Max has a completely different way of entering this whole thing than Charles. Charles comes in through the Alpha Romeo team right now. That's the uh, uh, Sauber, if you will. And then his dream comes true, and he goes to Ferrari. So basically, at that point, all he needed to do was win a championship, and then Charles would have be done with his commitment, like what he wanted to get out of life in my world. I'm not saying he would have retired or anything, but that would have been it. And now you got a Charles Leclerc that's completely broken because he knows. I think he's noticed what I, most people are noticing. He's never going to win with Ferrari. I don't, I just don't think he's ever going to be able to win with Ferrari. I think Ferrari has to dramatically change their functioning structure for Charles to have a chance to win right now and ever. And I think we're going to start seeing some crazy shit. Remember last year when Vettel Vettel decided to fucking say, I'm done? That's when everything escalated and just shit went like this. And I'm looking at a lot of drivers because Lewis Hamilton can be one of those guys that goes like, I don't want to be here anymore. And then you have George Russell. Who are you going to pair George Russell with? Why can you get Leclerc? And Mercedes has more of a chance. I would believe that Mercedes would have more of a chance of getting their shit together than Ferrari. And I think most people would agree with that. I think it's just a a matter of fact. It breaks my heart to see this, but it's real. I do think Carlos Sainz is one of the most underrated drivers uh, on the grid. And I think being at Ferrari is actually handicapping him more than helping him. Because in every other team he shines, and in here it doesn't matter how well he does when he does well, he doesn't shine because the team keeps fucking up and the expectations are so huge that it's going to be hard. It's going to be real fucking hard. So are we going to see any new drivers in formula one next year? I don't think so. What I think we're going to see, I think we need talent. I do think we need people like Pato to come in and, and take a seat in formula one. Cause I do think there's a lack of talent, but I also think there's going to be a lot of musical chairs this off-season or next year, like shit that we never thought would be possible, we're going to start seeing those moves because of these things. Because it depends on what the Mercedes development is, what Ferrari can do, and where Red Bull stacking for those drivers to make up their mind and say, Lewis, I'm done. I want to retire. Charles, I'm done. I know I'm never going to win here. I need a new team. And And Red Bull's happy with Checo and Max. So those seats are never up for grabs. Never. Like right now, next year, for the next two years, I don't think they're up for grabs. But the rest of the field is quite open. Quite open. Especially after Charles struggled for like half the Grand Prix against the fucking Haas. I think he's getting it. I think he's I think he's getting really, really, really flustered. But either way, that's my Formula One banter. I'm really looking forward to Imola. I really want to look at the upgrades that every other car is bringing. And specifically Mercedes. I want to believe that there is hope. And listen, as long as Totten Wolves at the helm of this thing, I have hope. Let's fucking, fingers crossed, fingers fucking crossed that's the case. Either way, I'm going to uh, look at your comments in case there's anything interesting that we want to chat about real quick.